All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is your boy Errol from the A&E Podcast. Uh, me and my guy, Tuan. What's going on, Tuan? I'm excited, man. Football is back. Football is here. Um, it's no better time of the year. I'm just I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> Breach. Uh, all right, guys. So we had the first week of football again. Um, apologize if I sound a little depressed. Um, Sunday was a long day, you know, a lot of highs and lows. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, made my day. Just want to get that out of the way. They made my day. You know, they came out, got their asses whooped by the Seattle Seahawks. And that night, that night, the Dallas Cowboys played the Rams. And um, we'll talk about, you know, how we got cheated in a little while by one of Twan's guys. But um, before we do that, Juan, do you have anything to say about college football, NBA? Anything? Um, I was I was excited to see college football back. Um, I was really like the fact that you know a lot of like just about every almost every game that I saw had fans there. I thought that was good, and um, yeah, outside of that, um, I don't know it, was, it had a different feel to you know the whole weekend. It still had a different feel. It was like good to have football back, but. Still had a little different feel to it, but um, as far as NBA, no, I have nothing to say about the NBA. I don't care about the NBA right now. <laughs> and so football is here. The King is here. We never, we like literally, we never watch basketball this late in the year. Like nobody's watching it right now, I- anyway, as we speak. Like usually basketball season is like guys are playing in like the Drew League right, right about now. <laughs> You're like, there's no NBA. Right. So, you know, because football is King. So that's kind of like where my mindset is right now. Um, I mean, if, you know, if they play, like, I know there's a game tonight, so like I might watch it in passing, but right now it's football time, man. I feel you. Um, I can say at least for part of me does still care about basketball, at least right now. It is an odd time of year, like you said. Um, right now, the Heat are actually battling game one of the Eastern Conference Finals with the Celtics, and I don't know how this happened, but apparently Sunday during all the NFL hoopla, the Denver Nuggets decided to win another game against the Clippers. And uh, yeah. somehow they got a game seven tonight, which, again, I can't believe it. But it is what it is. So, um, yeah, if they lose, if they lose to, I will say this about that. If they lose to the Clippers, I mean, if they lose to the Nuggets, Doc Rivers needs to be fired. Yeah, I agree. Um, but also, well, let me ask this. If you fire Doc, who are you really going to hire, though? That's going to – Anybody else, there are plenty of other candidates out there, but Doc Rivers, you can't literally – like I mean, the Clippers probably have the best roster of one through ten. Um, they're pretty top-heavy. Um, of course, the Lakers have great players right at the top, um, of course. But, I, yeah, man, like one through ten. Like they literally have two starting NBA-caliber lineups on their team. And if you lose this, this series to the Nuggets, I'm sorry. Doc Rivers, you got to go. Understood. Um, also, if the Nuggets happen to win this game, I think it's going to solidify everything I told y'all about Kawhi Leonard hates Paul George. Um, I think they are not friends. <laughs> I think that Kawhi probably thinks Paul sucks. Um, he's not clutch and all of that, even though Kawhi didn't play very well at all last game either. But um, anyway, let's get to it. So first game of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs play the Houston Texans. Um for the most part, obviously, we were all super excited, but the game was 34-20. Chiefs won. I don't think the game was as close as the score indicated. But um, 
Talk to me, Twan. Well, how'd you feel about seeing, uh, first of all, our guy, Pat, you know, not your guy, our guy. Uh, how you feel about Chiso? What's, what it look like to you? Um, Chiso, I didn't pick it up right where they left off. Um, I, I, man, that they're going to be hell to stop. Uh, the defense looked okay. Um, I still am kind of weary about what they have in the secondary um, and at linebacker, but, you know, Outside of that, man, you really just have to try to outscore these guys, try to keep Pat off the field as long as possible, finish drives, and hope you can get a turnover here or there or, or some type of miscue. But, I mean, they're just – they're a scary team, man. They're, they're, they're like one of the two elite teams I see in the AFC right now. So, um, I'm just not surprised. And as far as Houston, um, I didn't think they played as bad. I know um, Brandon Cooks came into the game. He was hurt. He was – Bat, you know, playing through an injury the whole entire time. Um, but their defense is just bad, same like it was last year. Like, you know, I know people – the only thing people are talking about is, like, oh, they traded DeAndre Hopkins. All this First of all, David Johnson did play well. But the problem is not with what they have on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to be okay on offense just because they had Deshaun Watson. But defensively, man, you know, it's just like that when they played in the playoffs last year against the Chiefs. Like, they scored 31 unanswered, and the same thing happened – Thursday night they scored 31 unanswered points. Like you, at some point you got to get a stop, and they really should have been more than 31 unanswered. I know Robinson dropped a touchdown, to two touchdowns. And I think about it, how many? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like he dropped like two touchdowns. It could have been even worse. Like, I mean, yeah, the the Texans defense is atrocious um, right now. So, and like, like I said, they they did why it doesn't matter how good your pass rush is. Like everything has to work together on defense you got to have a great secondary um to to go with you know guys who can disrupt stuff up front man the text is going to be i think it's gonna be a long year for them that they can't get their secondary together and it doesn't help that they got the ravens next week oh gosh i'll (laughs) pull the shine (laughs) well look i'm gonna be honest i'm not as optimistic as you are about the texas offense because will fuller had a good game um but i also know will fuller's gonna He's going to leave us there, uh, you know, for that eight-week injury that he seems to always get. Um, but when yeah. he, the man's dynamic as hell, so I do like him. Um, let me see. David Johnson, I feel the same way. Uh, when he plays, obviously he can play, but I don't have confidence he's going to be there very long. Um, after, after I think somewhere in the second half, I remember I saw him get like a little nicked up, and my first thought was, oh, boy, please don't let this happen now because, you know, not that Bill O'Brien's going to get killed, but it's just kind of like people already kind of are sour on him. And um, so knowing that they got the Ravens next week, I think we both feel comfortable saying they're going to go 0-2, correct? Yeah. I, I have a hard time seeing their next win. I don't even know. They might not win the game until like week five. That's where I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, so, but Bill O'Brien's not just the coach, but he's also the GM, correct? Right, he is. Uh not how long. When is he getting fired this year? I I mean, I think he's a good coach. I wouldn't fire him, um, personally. Um I think they, they do need to I mean, they ran they, I mean they're literally I, I just you wanna be I wanna try to step back and look at everything. The I mean, they they're about to play the Baltimore Ravens. They're probably gonna get blown out in that game as well. <laughs> but those are literally the two best teams, arguably probably the two best teams in the whole National Football League. 
right there. And uh, with a great roster on both sides of the ball. And I think Houston can get to that point. But Bill O'Brien is a good coach. I, I just, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not so quick to pull the trigger on coaches uh, that fast. And um, I think the offense is going to be okay. But I just, I, I think their issues are more, are more so in the secondary, being able to get stops. And nobody, it don't matter who it is, nobody is going to, like, really just stop and shut down the Chiefs. Nobody's going to really just shut down Baltimore like that. It's just I, – I just don't see teams doing that. But um, if, if, they can, if they can keep their receivers healthy and if they can uh, try to figure out, figure out something on defense, I think they, they can be okay and, and still compete for, you know, a playoff spot. But I, I don't know. I just wouldn't fire them. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and just jump straight to that, actually. Um... I know next week the Chiefs do have uh, the Chiefs do have the Chargers, um, which is I remember, I remember I told a lot of my friends that I feel like one of the teams I think the Chiefs I can't wait to watch matchups will be the Chiefs receivers against the Chargers defensive backs, like with uh, Chris Harris, Casey Hayward, and Desmond King, and so forth. Um, obviously, not having Derwin James is gonna hurt, and I, I want to actually see Derwin James and Travis Kelsey kind of go at it the whole game too, but unfortunately won't yeah. get, but. Um, so give me a quick prediction. Um, next week, Chiefs and Chargers, what do you, what do you see? Like, I think the Chiefs were eight and a half point favorites or something. I, I don't know what the line is, but I think the Chiefs going to win this by at least 13 okay. um, points. I just don't feel like you, with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, you can score enough points. Heck, he's, he's very conservative. I think they, they should just go ahead and fully embrace an option offense and let them run and, and do all of those type of things. But uh, I just have a hard time seeing that offense with literally no super explosive player. Like Tyrod Taylor might be the most explosive player, and he's ultra conservative. <laughs> I just have a hard time seeing them keep pace, keeping pace with, uh, with, uh, you know, Kansas City. And truth be told, they should have lost to the Bengals. But, you know, I guess we'll talk about that when we get to it. And also, right quick, uh, give me something on Clyde. It was hilarious. They're running back for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I thought he did. I thought he had a good game. Um, I mean, he was doing the same thing. Damian Woods was doing it at the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking low. I mean, Damian Woods, well, Damian Woods is faster and all that stuff. But, yeah, uh, uh, Clyde, you can definitely tell that, I mean, he – I mean, he fits in what they do. Is that's I mean, Andy Reid said he's Brian Westbrook, so I think he's I think he's gonna do fine. I think he's gonna have a great career. I think he's in a great situation, a dream situation for any running back. So, um, yeah, I just thank you for you know for that for that system. Okay, let's go ahead and bounce around since we're going crazy. Uh, point goes to the Chargers and the Bengals right quick since we just got off the Chargers. Um, I'm gonna be honest. To me, that was a uh, one of the more boring games of the weekend. I cannot watch any team with Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback. Uh, yeah, knowing that Ken Allen's on the team, knowing that uh, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. I'm not saying that they're the most exciting guys, but I do enjoy watching Keenan Allen. I enjoy watching Mike Williams and yeah, Big Mike. Yeah, I, it was just you said, you said the perfect way. I can make it better. He's way he's further, but. I can't watch that team play football. I don't. I feel. I don't feel like like on. Yeah, it's awful. Um, for the Bengals side, Joe Burrow. Um, I actually, I actually thought he did all right. Like, um, I know early on, people. I guess the analysts were kind of like, 
Oh, he's in for a day with Melvin Gordon and, you know, both of them out the end and whatnot. But, I mean, he actually showed some wheels a little bit on one of the touchdown runs he had. Um, he he tried his best to get rapport with A.J. Green, but A.J. dropped some balls. Just it was I'm not saying uncharacteristically, but, I mean, we just haven't seen A.J. in two years either. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, did you watch any of that game at all? Yeah, I did. Um, I was just definitely trying to check out Joe Burrow a little bit. He didn't look all that to me at first. Um, he looked better at like in situations where like two minute situations. He looked yeah. good. He looked good and stuff like that, where he just kind of like go out there and play. Um, I thought he did good, and he wasn't rattled by anything. Um, now, obviously, they ended up losing that game uh, because the kicker <laughs> missed the field goal, and then all of a sudden he fakes like he hurt or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just a mess. Yeah, that was hilarious to me when I saw him. First of all, he waited till he missed the kick. Then he grabbed both of his both of his shins or his calves. I'm not sure. But when I tell you I was dying laughing, and I, I got so many people texting me and, like, sending me the DM of the video of him doing that, and it was just hilarious to me. So um, the Joe Burrow memes, by the way, of him when he saw the missed kick, like his face <laughs> – like, obviously, he hadn't lost a game in a long time, but my goodness, like, I just – welcome to the NFL, Joe. I mean, that's what yeah. Okay. So, Yeah, that um, pick he threw was a terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. But, I mean, I don't know. No preseason. I mean, I mean, he's a rookie. I expect to see Yeah. 30-year-old rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out, bro. We ain't doing <laughs> that. Like, 36 years old. No, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> since we're bouncing again off of that – First night game, we talked about a little bit about the Texans playing the Ravens next. Um, let's... all right, yeah. So, we had the Browns, Ravens, um, Baltimore beat the hell out of them 38 to 6. It was a it was basically domination from start to finish. I remember at one time, I turned, I think I turned the channel to watch another game, and I turned back, and the Browns were like, it was like third and 57, like it was something ridiculous. And, um, I don't know, man, like. I, I'm going to talk about Odell in a second, but first, go ahead and give everybody your thoughts on the massacre. Um, I, I was, I definitely, I don't think I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I don't think you, I don't think anybody was surprised. That no. we, I think everybody knew Baltimore was going to come in ready. I think the unknown part of it was like, we didn't know what Cleveland was going to do. Cause like, you know that you can like, you can tell they got all the talent in the world on that team. Um, uh, but it's just like you just don't know what you're gonna get from them, and um, just me seeing them, um, you know, come out there, I was like, man, you know, they got this player, they got that player, you know, they got they have guys that can play, so that you don't know how you know how well it's gonna come together. So I just didn't know what to expect from them. Um, but Baltimore, of course, you know that they were gonna come ready. Um, Baltimore's offense looked good um, defensively. You know, getting Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf on their D-line, um, that is just – it's really unfair. <laughs> um, it, it really is. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't see how you could do anything versus them, man. You know, they, they're just – they're so good uh, defensively. Um, and, uh, you know, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Pierce, they did a great job on the receivers. Uh, I, I just – I'm impressed by Baltimore. You know, the special teams is great. They're well coached. They just, I mean, they're good. Baltimore is going to be there. They're up there with the Chiefs. Um, but I think everybody's trying to figure out what the heck is going on in Cleveland. Uh, some of the players look uninterested. Some of the, um, I mean, just 
Baker looks, I mean, Baker's just progressively gotten worse since <laughs> he started playing. I give him a little bit of a pass because, like, you think about it. He's on his fourth coach in three years, his fourth head coach in three years. Um, you know, I just – it's like he's always been – he's been a rookie all over again. Um, you know, he had – what, he had Hugh Jackson, then Greg Williams, then Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens now he has uh, Stefanski right now. So, you know, I I just – I don't understand – I. I don't understand how you ever expect the quarterback to develop and get better when you keep doing stuff like this. And um so yeah, I'm um I don't know, man. I'm uh I just don't know what to say with what was going on in Cleveland. What what were your thoughts about the game and All right, I'm going go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and interrupt you for a second. I'm not gonna give Baker that pass because with the whole changes of coaches, we don't give Marcus Mariota that pass. So we can't I give do. No, we what I'm saying. People don't give him that pass though. You still out right. of there. Like, they're gonna get you out of there if you're not if you're not performing. Point blank period. Yeah. Nah, I can't it's same, and it's the same it's the same thing with, with Jameis Winston. It, it's been plenty of quarterbacks that you know that's had this problem. Right. Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, you know, it's hard to develop young quarterbacks like that. Now Dak is on his well, I mean I mean just the best quarterbacks usually keep it the same system for, you know, for majority of their careers. But my bad. Keep going. No, I feel you. But, yeah, I was just going to say I'm not going to give Baker that pass because, again, we don't we don't necessarily give it to Marcus Mariota. I say we, not as in you, but, like, as in every, I guess, average fan out there. We don't we don't say, oh, well, Marcus Mariota had all these quarterbacks. No, either he played well or he didn't. Or either we saw him put up crazy numbers or we didn't. So, um I don't know. I, I 100% agree with you. Them guys look like they just aren't motivated to play football. Um, they've got every – I feel like they've got every position field that they would need. Like, they clearly have running backs, talented guys. They clearly have – I feel like they clearly have an offensive line, especially with what they drafted and just in general. I mean, the tight end position, I don't know if there's probably two – I ain't going to say there's not two better tight ends, but they're fine at tight end. Wide receivers, right. obviously, have got some talented guys, but I mean, I can't sit there and say, Well, they don't have much on defense. No, like the offense has to put up points eventually, and yeah, I don't know. So, and they have talent on defense, yeah, like they they might not have played, I guess, but they do at least have the talent. So, um, I don't know, man, like at this point, so with Odell. Most of y'all know, especially all my friends know, I champion Odell like like no one else. Um, I think he's probably one of the most gifted receivers in the league, easy, top three gifted, just with speed, just everything. But I'm going to just – I mean, it's it's about time I admit it. Uh, Odell's clock is ticking. Um, I think you actually said something that might happen this season with Odell, Tawana. Do you want to share it? You want me to go ahead and share it for you? Oh, you can Go ahead. All right, Twan thinks Odell's getting traded, and I can't find any reason why Twan might be wrong here, y'all. Honestly, um, what has Odell done? You know, since he's been in Cleveland, and we can't use the excuse about he doesn't have a quarterback because we've seen plenty of receivers who don't have quarterbacks still put up numbers. So, and he was and he was getting off with Eli Manning. Eli Manning was terrible. Exactly. Um, we've seen DeAndre Hopkins get off with. God knows people he's been playing with. I mean, we've seen, like I said, we've seen plenty of receivers in the NFL get off with subpar players. So we can't, We, I mean, I can't make many more, I can't really make excuses for Odell no more. Um, 
the Ravens were a tough matchup. Marlon Humphrey is, for some reason, his – I ain't going to say his kryptonite, but damn. Mar, Marlon Humphrey put a man in the whole bag, like you call it, a ziplock, whatever the hell you want to say it is. Um, I don't know, man. Like, Odell's got – I mean, look, I would say by week five, I'm probably in agreement with Twan. If we ain't seen Odell put the numbers we know and we think he can put up, yeah, I mean – yeah, I, I don't see – it really serves no purpose. If, they're, if it's week five, six, and, I mean, they're a few games below 500 or even closer to zero to winless, I'm trying to get everything I can for him Yeah, right now. And I think you could get – I mean, somebody give up a second-round pick for him, and it might be better for everybody. I think it will be better for Odell in his career. I mean, I- you know, to go to a certain – you know, to get him up out of there, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it'll be a win-win for both of them. But uh, if they do it, they really gonna have to build him up first to try to get as much value from him, you know, for him as possible. You know, they can't like leave out on a sour note because then nobody's gonna want to give up anything for him. They be like, oh, y'all just release him. If not, then we just gonna hold on to our assets. Yeah, and and I actually saw an article where Baker said. You know, about the performance, he said, look, I'm not going to force the ball to Odell. You know, obviously, that stuff, this and that. And, um, I mean, I just – I guess at this point, I'm just kind of wondering, like, okay, say Odell does get traded. One of my one of my homies, uh, homie Brandon, he actually had a question from the crowd. He said, oh, if Odell gets traded, where is he going? What do you think is a good fit for him? If I'm, if I'm Odell, I think I want to go to Houston, to, to, the, to the Texans. Um I mean, why not? Like, I mean, I feel like they don't have no receivers there anyway for the most part. And I mean, if he wants targets, if he wants all the attention, I mean, I can't really see many more places where he might could just get all the targets he wants and get off. I mean, Tawan, if you got to take a guess to that question of the crowd, what do you think a good fit for Odell would be or what do you think he could get to, I guess? I think um, maybe a couple of spots. One uh, one place that pops up in mind is Minnesota. Okay. Um I can def- <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I can definitely see Minnesota being a spot for him. Um, San Francisco's been dealing with a lot of injuries at receiver. I can see them getting in play, but I'm telling you what, I would like to. I, I, hmm, I can see him. I mean NFC. I mean I wouldn't trade him to another AFC team from the Browns. I'd definitely be NFC only, trying to get rid of him. So yeah, I definitely say Minnesota. Um, yeah, Minnesota. Maybe. Ah oh, man, Washington would be a good fit for him. I think um, they desperately need another receiver. Um, you know, I know we talk about their win. Um, I know uh, Cowboy fans love Washington right now, but um, <laughs> I think Washington would be a good fit for him uh, playing against um, playing next to Terry McLaurin. And um, he'll get all the targets he wants to then, uh, for sure, um, in Washington. I don't know how accurate the ball will be, but I don't think it'll really matter too much. But, um, yeah, I, I like Washington for him, the Washington Redskins. What's crazy <laughs> is that I thought you were about to say the Eagles. <laughs> and then for, no, I, no, like, no. I was like, eh, eh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. But, uh, yeah, let's – Let's get off that uh that disaster train. Um, let me see. We also did have the Atlanta Falcons play the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I thought it was a super entertaining game just to 
first of all, just to see Jamal Adams on the Seahawks defense. Um, that man was a wrecking crew. I know me and Eric kind of had a thing back and forth with Twan. Uh, I think Twan may have said when Jamal first got traded about how he didn't necessarily think he was worth it. Twan was valid in his argument. But after seeing one game, which you know I'm over at anyway, I mean, I feel the complete opposite, y'all. I feel like Jamal Adams was every bit worth all the draft picks they got for him. Um, I don't know, man. Atlanta, um, I don't know. What you, what you think about that game? Uh, I, well, first of all, kudos to the Seahawks, um, not just for the win, but for actually letting Russell Wilson throw the football. <laughs> And like, I mean, I think what Russell threw the ball like 35 sometime, 35, 45. Lots. Yeah. Man, he need like Russell Wilson need to be dropping back throwing the ball at least 30 times, 30 to 40 times every game. Yeah. He needs to. Like you, I mean, get away from all this stupid run the ball, play defense, Pete Carroll, old school. Nah, I mean, you got one of the uh, one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL on your team. And uh, he did a great job, man, running options. I mean, throwing the ball. He got all these weapons to throw the ball to. Um, man, I'm telling you what, I, Seattle is looking like they're going to be a problem in the NFC. And Jamal Adams played great. He had a great game. I also seen him get beat a couple times. I also seen him run into his own cornerback and knock him down to give up a touchdown. So, I mean, no <laughs> one no one player that's not a quarterback is worth two first-round draft picks. I'm sorry. It's just not worth it. He's not. I wouldn't have. Gave, I would not have given it up. And the only per- people I'm giving up two first round draft picks and some other stuff for it are quarterbacks. That's it. That that's the only people that's going to give me back enough value for what I need. Khalil Mack has not made the, the 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 you know the Cleveland. I mean the Cleveland Chicago Bears. You know much better than as far as giving up all of those picks that they gave up for him because his position. Even though he's a great player, the value of it. It just doesn't – it'll never make up because he doesn't touch the ball enough. You know, it's not like a – I can understand like a receiver in some cases, but I, it, it, the, the quarterback is probably the most important player that, I mean, that you could give up two first-round draft picks. And Jamal Adams, while he did make some great plays, he also had some reckless plays yesterday. One of them cost his team a touchdown. One of them cost his team a field goal uh, towards the end of the half. So, I'm like, yeah, mm, nah, he's a great player, but no safety. I'm not doing it. I'm not giving up two picks for it. Okay, okay. What do you think of Todd Gurley? Two. <laughs> what do you think of Todd Gurley's debut? Uh, I mean, whatever. Like, like you already know how I feel. That the Falcons threw the ball a trillion times. Uh, I don't think Todd Gurley is going to have any effect on that team. Nick, I don't think he's going to hurt them, but like, it's not going to be like some world beating. Like, oh, we got Todd Gurley, we finna. You know, it's gonna help us become a contender. No, it's not. Yeah. I don't care who they would assign. You know, their issue is protecting Matt Ryan. Um, I mean Matt Ryan threw for dang near a thousand yards, you know, against the Seahawks defense. Yeah, he was um, seven. But the Falcons the Falcons issues are secondary, they got them young corners and 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 of course pass rush, but Russell Wilson is great. So I mean, I think you saw a clear difference between Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell Wilson's on a different level. Yeah, Russell Wilson went 31 for 35 for 322 and four TDs. And Matt Ryan went 37 for 54 for 450 and two. Um, but yeah, I agree. Though. I was finally happy. Like, I felt like I ain't going to say that knock on Russell Wilson, but one thing that used to make the Seahawks so boring for me to watch is that I hated 
the fact that they would run the ball so much. I know it probably sounds crazy, but I mean, it's just the games I enjoy, you're putting the ball in the air. I mean, right. and with the weapons that Russell Wilson has, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I mean, I guess I can maybe see how before when you didn't have DK maybe or something like that, where you did not really want to throw the ball too much. But, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see how this year Russell Wilson doesn't become maybe a top three MVP vote, you know, again after last year maybe. I, I think it's going to be pretty easy for him to get there this year. Um, yeah, if he keeps playing like that, he's going to win it this year. Yeah, I mean, it's – well, I mean, before we say that, we did talk about Pat and Lamar. Uh, are we just going to say he's going to win it? Or are we going to say he's, he's got to actually like – If he keeps up playing like he will, like he did, like he did, you know, that game. But, you know, people were, you know, clamoring for him to get votes last year. and Yeah. You know, he's never even gotten an MVP vote at all. Never? Never got a single vote. Like, bump coming in second place, third place. And they, like, he's never received a single MVP vote. So I think you know it's high time, and you know with the weapons that they have and and everything, if they keep doing like this, I think a lot of the voters will you know want to you know give them a nod. Wow, I but, had about that. That's <laughs> thank you yeah. for telling people that because I don't think anybody else. Well, I won't think a lot of listeners maybe even knew that either. So I mean, I, yeah, that's crazy. Derek Carr, Derek Carr has gotten MVP votes. Listen, uh, I mean, I've there's been some crazy people that's gotten MVP votes. Wow, and 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 Russell Wilson has never gotten one. It's pretty wild. That sounds so crazy. Okay, <laughs> yep. damn. Okay, well, um, let's move on. Uh, let's go to what was the Fox game of the week? Uh, we had Tom Terrific, uh, Goat Brady, going down New Orleans to play against Drew Brees. Um, final score was thirty four twenty three. Uh, I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really sure in the beginning um, how good this game was going to be because I know usually when I hype a game up in my head, usually it never turns out that way. In the beginning, I kind of was thinking to myself, this might be like a sloppy-ass game. Um, mm. I, I still think it was kind of sloppy, to be honest with you. But um, at the least, it was done. At least it was entertaining. Uh, Michael Thomas, I saw a lot of bets in Vegas where they bet that he was going like, to you know, have 10 or more catches. I don't think anybody expected – was it two catches? Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, I don't think anybody expected that. He also left the game with an injury, but um, Alvin Kamara, talk about a way to honor your contract. Your boy went crazy. Uh, Mike Evans came into the game with an injury. Uh, he didn't really, you know, do much. Chris Godwin, for the most part, didn't. He didn't see, like, I guess a whole lot of chemistry between Brady and the receivers, which is to be expected, but what you uh, what you think about that game? Uh. Well, well, you know, Saint, the Saints were having a really good defense. Um, I wasn't surprised that the Saints won. Um, uh, but I was thinking – one thing that did, you know, surprise me, Drew Brees did not look good at all to me. Um, I Actually, even though, the, you know, the numbers won't testify to it, but any, I think if anybody watched it, like Tom Brady, like he had a whole lot more left in the tank than Drew Brees did. Right. Um, and – uh, you could tell, like, Tom Brady has some communication issues and some other things. Um, but, like, Tom Brady also has some, like, great throws that you won't see show up in the stat sheet because, like, they were, like, pay some, like, some deep pass interference calls. Like, it was, like, three pass interference calls deep downfield, and they were great throws. And um, 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not too much worried about Tampa. I think Tampa will get it together. Um their their defense played great. Um that's their young secondary. They they have really, you know, three really good young corners. And uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. back there safety who was like he was great. Um I I'm telling you, man, the Bucks are gonna be pretty good. You know, this I I'm yeah, they got a pick six. I think they uh um they the Saints also blocked the field goal for the Bucks. You know, that's you know, those are those are, you know, six point swing and a and uh a, a twelve point swing. It's, those are you know, that's a whole different game, you know, if, if those things don't happen. So I'm I'm uh yeah, that's eighteen points right there that they pretty much left out the board. So I'm really not too much concerned about it. But one thing is, I, you know, I'm concerned about Tampa. But what I, what my, my biggest takeaway is the Saints really do have a good defense, number one. And um, Drew Brees, I'm really struggling to worry. I'm like, he doesn't have any – his arm is just sapped. Um, it's, it looked bad. I'm just – I just wasn't impressed at all but with Drew Brees. And um, – yeah, that's pretty much my takeaway. I, I'm I'm gonna look to to see what's gonna happen with Drew Brees because look here, if teams start seeing that Drew Brees ain't gonna throw the ball past 15 yards, 20 yards downfield, and <laughs> uh, it's gonna be right. I'm I, I'm ten, I want to say something. I want I gotta take. I want to say so bad, but I just say it. Oh man, I feel like I don't know what you're about to say, but say it. I mean, I was I was just played Jameis. Man, come on, Carl. You know I was just saying. I'll just play Jamie. Why not? I mean, you might Look, throw a pick every now and then, but shoot. I was ready to say it. That offense with Sean Payton and, and being able to push the ball downfield. Now, granted, they don't really have anybody you can push the ball downfield to like that. But, man, shoot, man. Shit, say we come around week seven, week eight, and Antonio Brown <laughs> coming off suspension and Drew Brees uh, uh, struggling uh, to get the ball downfield. Man, I'm signing Antonio. Yeah. You getting Jamer, and we going out there. We letting it fly. I was waiting for you to say. I knew he was gonna come on with it. You did. Yeah. Y'all know how I feel about Jamer. The most entertaining quarterback in the league. Like we should have been got Jamer's a job somewhere. Like, <laughs> y'all talking about y'all out here hollering cap, man. Damn cap. We need to get Jamer's a job. Jamer's like, oh. <laughs> is a fool, man. <laughs> Dang, man. It's like that's what. And then I will say the funniest thing. So. uh Barstool Sports, they have a podcast, um, a sports podcast, and these guys basically praise Jameis every episode, even though you know he doesn't play. Every season last year, I could not stop laughing at it, but they had a Jameis cam during the game, and you could see Jameis talking to his old teammates, and when I tell you, <laughs> that dude is weird. <laughs> He's hilarious, but dude is weird, and I think a lot of y'all remember the meme of Jameis last year where he was licking his fingers saying he wants to get eat a victory or eat a W, something stupid like that. And one of his teammates said it to him, and Jameis did something so dumb. I, I really wish – I can't really do it, so you can't see it on camera or anything. But, look, if there's a Jameis Winston sighting during the game, just look to him. Uh, I mean, he's going to make it worth your while. And – um also, I thought something was weird throughout the game. Did you see what I showed Josh Rosen? Yeah, sitting in the bleachers, yeah. Why is he still getting publicity? <laughs> like, I listen, all I got to say is that man was drafted 20, no, I'm sorry, 18 picks. Yeah. Before Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Arizona's so dumb. And he, and he watching the game with us. Look, I, was it Arizona or the Jets? Arizona. Arizona. And they traded them the next year. 
Yeah. And then the team they traded them to drafted a quarterback next year. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's so crazy. Uh, let's move on to all right. One of the games that actually shocked me a little bit the uh, the Green Bay Packers um, played the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm not shocked that the, the Packers won the game. What I'm shocked by is that they put up 43 points. I think the reason I'm shocked is because all I pretty much heard in the offseason was how Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously he's going to make the Packers, you know, regret taking the quarterback, which I don't know why he'd make his own team pay. Whatever. Whatever. But, um, again, they put up 43 points. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers' connection um, was basically in midseason form. They went off together. Did you uh, catch any of this game at all? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Um, saw a little bit of that. What you thought? Uh, uh I, now I was surprised they were able to score so many points, but I wasn't surprised as far as like them blasting the Vikings. Like I knew the Vikings weren't going to be good on defense at all. They got all these young players in the, uh, at playing that corner. Of course, I like their two linebackers. I love the two linebackers, but they don't have any interior defense alignment. The the Daniel Hunter's on IR, so he's gonna miss the first three weeks. And they just traded for Yannick Ngakwe, who just got there. And to me, he's not even that good um, like that. So, um, yeah, I just was like and, – and I knew Bak- Bakhtiari completely just shut out um, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. So, they, they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. He had all day to throw. They got these young cornerbacks that can't cover nobody. And uh, Aaron Rodgers just being Aaron Rodgers, he definitely looked like he had an extra bounce in his step for sure, though. Um and then on the opposite end, uh, the Packers defense was getting after it. Um, Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. And uh, once that game got out of hand, he forced this guy to throw. It's a wrap. <laughs> How did Dalvin look? I'm sorry? How did Dalvin Cook look? Oh, Dalvin was uh, – I mean, Dalvin was Dalvin. But once the game got out of hand, then, you know, it's pretty much a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, I was really shocked they scored that many points. I just – I guess I just – the Packers was another offense that I had a hard time watching last year. Um, I don't really like watching teams run the ball a whole lot and dump off to the running back. Just I, when that's their only other weapon besides their one all-star receiver. Um, but I noticed Aaron Rodgers spread the ball around a pretty good bit. So I was – I don't know. Like, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Arizona Cardinals actually upset the 49ers. Uh, well, at least upset in my opinion. I don't know if everybody else saw that coming or not, but I forget the 49ers didn't really have any receivers to throw the football to, you know, besides George Kittle, who got hurt. Um, talk to me about Kyler Murray, Twan, and the DeAndre Hopkins connection because they, they, they made some music. <laughs> like, yeah, they, it was definitely going after them and, and throwing, throwing the ball a lot. Um, my takeaway from that is I, I was really happy that um, Arizona – you not kind of let Kyler Murray use his legs more, um, uh, cause he can run. He's fast, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, really good to see that. Um, I don't think they play overly great. Uh, Arizona, um, Isaiah Simmons struggled bad, but Ooh. um, boy, but, barely barely heard his name mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't even really play that much, and then when he did get in, like they were like going right at him, right. And uh, he gave up. A, he got beat by Raheem Mostert, um, pretty bad. And of course, Raheem, one of my Florida boys, oh. and uh, he killed him on an angle. I caught the ball to about two strides. I think they said he 
they clocked on the fast. That was the fastest somebody ran with the ball since in, since 2018. That uh, um, what what's it? What is it called? Why they track this the uh, the speed and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, they they said he was the uh, the sports science stuff. He he was basically the fastest guy that they clocked since you know, he had you know reached the highest speed since 2018 or whatever. Hey, so he, he was riding <laughs> like I yeah. was. I saw the play and I was when I saw it live and I was like, is it like I had to make sure I wasn't fast forwarding my TV by accident. Like he was, he was getting it. I was yeah, Raheem was gone. <laughs> so yeah, right. right. So yeah, man, and it was um he. I, I mean, Isaiah Simmons was was struggled in his very limited snaps, but um, the my the the biggest thing I take away from on you know from San Francisco side is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been saying it from Jump Street. He's terrible. <laughs> um, he was awful in the game. Anybody that watched that game and saw some of the throws and the decisions that he make, how inaccurate he is, and uh, I mean, it's it was just bad. I just. I just people just go back and watch it, please. It's <laughs> awful. Um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just—he's just not a great quarterback. Um, I think he's okay, but I just—I don't think he's that great. And with those receivers that being out, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if we look for because it's hard for a defense to duplicate how great they their defense was last year. Now, they were good, but I mean, if you're on the field the whole game because your offense can't move the ball. Um, it's gonna be problems, and um, I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't think San Francisco's gonna be that great this year. I really don't. Um, I think this is where it benefits NFL teams to have that extra playoff spot this year, because I know you say you don't think they're gonna be great. I, I, I do think that Seattle wins the division, but I also think that they'll do enough to get in there when it's time. I guess. So, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Debo, Debo should come back. What I'm thinking by week three, no week four, has sit out at least three weeks. So, um, I, I saw they signed Mohammed Sanu today. Um, Brandon Ayuk, I guess he's supposed to come back every week. So, I mean, who knows? It could be. I mean, it could be different though. But for now, you know, same old, same old. Uh, there's a few games I want to skip because I don't feel like talking about them. The Redskins actually beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Take away Carson went up. You got anything for that? Yeah. Uh, listen, how long? How many years? I've I've been saying it for years. I do not believe in Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, I know he was having a good little run that season before he got hurt. Um, but no, not even not even one season. That was what uh, the nine... season he tore his ACL, and it, yeah. like he was like literally leading the MVP race at that time. Look, nine games. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Look, nine games. That's what I'm saying. Like it was just a little. It was a sample size. Those nine games. And really, eight of those, I think it's like seven or eight of those nine games where he was really good. But, right. you know, that's just a little, that's just a sample size. Everything else has just been injuries and average to below average play to me. I, I just don't, I don't believe it. I just, I just don't believe in Carson Wentz right now. I mean, I never have, but yeah, but, you know, kudos. Watch, listen, Washington is going to cause problems with all them dudes r- rushing the passer. That's Ooh. going to be a serious, but Chase Ooh. Young was getting off. Uh, yeah. Ryan Kerrigan was getting off. Allen. Uh, what's that? Ionitis. Uh, what's the um Alan? What's the other boy? Uh, Deron Payne. Uh, Josh Sweat. Oh my goodness! Not Josh Sweat, but uh, Montez Sweat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, my goodness, boy, this good. Some team. 
Yeah, them guys went crazy. I did. I did actually one shot at defensive line. I, I didn't. I guess I forget all the picks they've accrued over years and all the. I guess even veterans they've got over the years, and it's just like, yeah, them boys. I think they had about eight sacks. If I'm not wrong, it was a lot um, as a team. So, um, yeah, that was impressive actually. Uh, the Buffalo Bills beat the New York Jets twenty-seven seventeen. That game was nowhere near as close to the score as indicative of. Um, I think, well, I mean, my takeaway from that game probably, uh, I don't really, I don't really know uh, what Josh Allen is still. I was thinking last year maybe he might be, I guess, becoming something better. But after watching this game, I, I he just seems like he's they're gonna mess around and get that boy hurt if they keep running him with Lamar Jackson or somebody. Um, did you catch me in that game? Yep, I did. Uh, he was bad. I, mean, I know he's. I know the stats won't reflect it. He had an awful fumble early in the game. He had a quick he was running, just kind of basically threw the ball to the to the home um, to the Jets. Yeah, he, uh, he had a couple of picks that he that were dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, very fortunate. Like I, I, I don't believe in Josh Allen. Now, granted, the defense is good. They had the weapons on offense. They put together some good drives too. Um, Moss look good. Singletary look good. I mean, they they're good. I mean, they just, they're they're like I can see them being a team. Like if Josh Allen gets hot, like they can make a deep playoff run. I could definitely see that happening. But I just don't trust him, man. The stuff he was doing in that game was just uh, it's just way it's way too roller coaster. The highs are high, but the lows are like super low. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. The Miami uh, Dolphins lost to the New England Patriots. Score was twenty one eleven. Um, for me, that was a boring game. I, I didn't watch. I didn't really care to watch. Um, I, obviously, Cam Newton played. You know, kudos to him for getting the, getting his first win with the Patriots. But I didn't give this game probably two seconds. What did you think? Uh, I watched actually that whole game just because I wanted to see. Well, I watched the whole game, but I was you know paying attention to it for most of it, um, just to see what Cam was going to look like. Um, and Cam did. Uh, Cam looked like Cam to me. I mean, he was running. I mean, he ran hard, ran fast. Uh, he threw the ball well. Um, he had some guys who dropped something. Julian Evans dropped the pass or two. Uh, Nikhil had that game was actually closer than it should have been. Nikhil Harris caught a pass at the one-yard line trying to reach out and fumble. Well, and actually, it just got knocked loose at, like, the one and went through the back of the end zone, and Miami got the ball back and it took it the other way. Um, I think they ended up scoring. Uh, I don't know if they scored a field goal or a touchdown, but that was a big swing in the game. Actually, made it look a lot more competitive than it actually was. Um, but yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw like 18 interceptions, like he always does. It's either he gonna throw five picks or he gonna throw five touchdowns in the game, one or the other. Um, so yeah, not really expecting much. I, I understand I'm not playing too early. But um, I won't be surprised to see two in a couple weeks. And uh, Devontae Parker, I think he set out the second half of the game, too. So, yeah. But I, I'm having, impressed with what I saw with Cam. I just – I don't like the weapons that he has, period. Is uh, – you did say Nikhil Harris there, right, still? Yeah. What do you look like to you? I mean, he just looked average. Oh. That's it. He like Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's what he looked like. Okay. Uh, let's see. Chicago Bears actually had a weirdly interesting game late um, against the Detroit Lions. They won 27-23. The Bears were getting smacked the entire game. And right. somehow or another – well, I won't say somehow or another. 
uh, I actually talked to a guy at work today as well. It's interesting how when teams get into what I call scramble mode or like two minute two minute mode, all of a sudden their offense looks damn near unstoppable and the quarterbacks look amazing. And mm-hmm. me, that's what Trubisky was. Uh, early in the game, they ran that same. I won't say they run the same stuff, but they looked awful. And then when they got in panic mode and started just throwing the ball over the field, all of a sudden they looked amazing. And I guess since you're a coach, this is where I have to start wondering and questioning things like, if things like this happen, when you just get into a certain mode, hurry up offense, whatever it is, where you just can't be stopped, why not run it all game? I'm just curious. Well, teams, I mean, Chip Kelly did it. Chip. And I, Yep, and, and, I, and, and I'm like, and, and like he literally turned that two win team until they won like they won like eleven games the next year, and went to the playoffs. And I was like, I'm like, I don't understand why more teams in the NFL don't do this. Um, you know, because it doesn't matter how fast your offense is going if you're moving the ball and scoring points, you know, putting pressure on the defense. Because at that point, when you're going fast like that, you're dictating to the defense, you know. Defense is usually probably got to line up in some vanilla coverage. They don't have time to make a call. The defensive coordinator can't send in certain plays and all of that stuff. No, you know, the offense is that, they, you know, they, they're calling one play. They already had a next play ready to go. As soon as they, you know, whatever happens, that they're on the ball running the next play. I think more teams should do it. Or even if you don't want to do it the whole game, I like when teams, like, use a drive for tempo. So, like, they'll, like, one game, like, you know, you know, your traditional one drive and then maybe like two drives a half, like, okay, we're just going to go tempo no matter what. All right, we're going to go no huddle, you know, or say after our first first down, we're going to go no huddle, you know, or something like that. So I, I would I would definitely like to see it more myself because I, I think it does work. Yeah, I, I love what you said um, because, like you said, you don't have to do it the whole game, but just give it a drive or something because right. I just don't get how you can sit there and, and make something. Like I said, the end of the game, they just look flat out unstoppable to me. Um, now, granted, the Lions should have won that game, but, you know, good old UGA, DeAndre Swift decided to drop the game when it touched down. Um, my goodness, it, it was a, it was yeah. bad. But, uh, but yeah, I just – I'm interested to see next week the Bears play if they actually do just try to give Trubisky some kind of no huddle, some kind of up tempo. Because, like I said, it just looked really good to me. Um, I think last year, I we had a uh, oh the Las Vegas Raiders played the Carolina Panthers, which was actually entertaining to me. Um, they won. Oh 30. yeah, I got something to say about this game here. Talk to me, Twan. What you got, boy? Well, the Raiders won um won the game. Um, but I just want to talk about the 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 end of the game. Okay. Now here we are. Um now how much money is Christian McCaffrey making? Now he's the highest paid running back in the NFL. <laughs> nah, nah, chill out, chill out. Cause you right? got me that. No, nah, no, me- listen, no, this 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 is what I'm gonna say. I for the life of me, so the situation was uh Carolina got the ball. With, a ch- with an opportunity to go down to score and win the game, right? Damn. So it got into a situation where they got into, like, fourth and half of a yard. So you have your $60 million quarterback, your highest-paid running back in the NFL, um, you know, behind center. Y'all run a fullback dive on fourth and half a yard with the game <laughs> on the line, and you get stuffed. <laughs> 
Somebody be mad. I wanted to throw something through the TV. Like, I'm not rooting for either team to win. I could care less. You know, I just like watching good football. But some things that these coaches do and some of the decisions that they make just, like, literally drive me insane. Here you are, have you got the best running back in the NFL with the game on the line. He's the highest paid running back in the NFL, and you don't give him the ball. It is stupid. You just got a quarterback, and you're paying him $60 million. You don't do a quarterback sneak. You don't put the, ball, the game in their hands. You put the game in the hands of a fullback. A fullback. It's, 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 it's insane to me. Baltimore did the same thing. Baltimore, when they played Cleveland, the game could have been a lot worse, too. Oh, yeah. But they it's, they got the, um, the ball in a short um, situation. And, no, uh, what y'all going to do? We got, the, we got a, uh, um, the greatest running quarterback. You got a, a Mark Ingram, Heisman winning, you know, Pro Bowl running back. A second round pick at running back, Gus Edwards, a former five star high school superstar running back, and what are we gonna do? Uh, let's give it to our, our um our fullback who also spends time playing on the D line. <laughs> let's just get cute, and he get the ball and fumble. It was Pat Ricard, right? Yeah, Pat Ricard. Uh, let's give him the ball, oh, and he fumbles. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, why would y'all get this man the ball? And it's like, why are y'all getting cute right now? You know what I'm saying? This is an important moment. Let's get the first down and keep the drive going. But now let's give it to Patrick Ricard. He gets the ball, he fumbles. Yeah. Probably ain't had a carry in, in since high school. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just ridiculous. And and in the game with this situation, hopefully it's you know, it'll be a learning lesson for Matt Rule, but it just doesn't make any sense that you don't get a ball to Christian McCaffrey in that situation. Christian McCaffrey had a good game. Um Teddy Bridgewater was decent. Um, I like what the Carolina has. I, I just don't think they I mean, you know, missing Luke Keekley. That's really what you know. They're gonna. It's gonna be hard for them because they, they don't have any playmakers like that on defense. Um, they have good talent, young, good young talent, but they just don't have that that guy. You know, since they lost Keekley and um, the Raiders. Um, again, not surprised that they won. Josh Jacobs, but like Josh Jacobs is doing his thing. Henry Ruggs, um, explosive, fast. Um, that was an entertaining game, man. A lot of young players playing. A lot of mistakes, a lot of missed tackles, a lot of up and down. It was just exciting and, and <coughs> excuse me, and entertaining. Yeah, I agree 100. Um, but let's get back to that right quick about the coaches getting cute, though. So here's my thing about that play. Because I really got so pissed off thinking the same thing you just said. You paying this running back all this money and you don't give him the ball. You give it to somebody who's making – I ain't even going to say that man making $10,000 a year, but I'm exaggerating saying, why would you give this man the ball, period? So – my thing. Let's say he gets the first down, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand the risk. Like, you get the first down with this player who wasn't expected to get the ball, and then what? Do you think the announcers are gonna say what a genius call? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand it. You still right? Score. <laughs> yeah, let me catch you off by surprise by giving the ball to my fullback. Yeah, like I, I don't understand what. Like, every, we can all live. With Christian McCaffrey getting stuffed on fourth down, exactly. Everybody's like, "Okay, he stopped him, man. That's a great player." But you gave the ball to the fullback, exactly. That that's literally the equivalent of like prime Michael Jordan, like getting ready to shoot a last second shot, and instead of like you know Phil Jackson drawing a play for Michael Jordan specifically, he says, "No, I'm going to get a ball to Bill Cartwright, <laughs> and we're going to clear it out and ISO for him." <laughs> Like what? Yeah, I don't get it. Like and like it's just stupid. It made me so mad. And like I said, the risk, like you pretty much what you just said, the risk 
of not getting the first down does not outweigh the reward of <laughs> getting the first down with that person. I, I can easily see the media, your own beat writers, going off on you for giving the ball to that fullback armor instead of giving it to Christian McCaffrey and just saying, hey, they stopped Christian McCaffrey. Okay, understood. But but no, that's – oh, my God, that made me so mad just thinking about that. Um, last few games, we had Monday night game. Um, we had the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York Giants. Thank you, Jason Garrett, for putting your full skills on display and, and ruining another team's offense. Um, Steelers' defense, hey, they look good. I can't really say much about them. Uh, James Conner is who I thought he was. Not good. And I don't know. What you got on that game before we uh, kind of finish some of this up? Uh, Boring. Um, I mean – Daniel Jones, like I, I, I mean, I was saying it last year. Like I thought, people were way too hard on the pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was like, man, listen, he's not that bad. But at the same time, like he'll make some really big time, and he did on uh, that post route he threw early in the game. <laughs> Beautiful for a touchdown. That was a great throw. But then he'll come back and just have these awful interceptions, awful throws. Uh, he's pretty athletic. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know what really what to think about. To, to make up the Giants, but I, I don't I don't expect them to be good. I never thought they were going to be good this year at all, uh, either. Um, so just really not too much about that. Big Ben looked okay. Um, I saw Juju scored a couple of times, but I would just uh, Deontay Johnson was the player that really impressed me the most. Yeah, looking at him, he looked real slither. He reminded me like of a young, um, a young Emmanuel Sanders. I, if I could, yeah, that's kind of like what he reminded me of. And uh, real slithery, um, kind of like at that San Antonio home. I mean, Cle- I mean, you know, Pittsburgh always drafts good receivers. Always, um, no matter what round, they gonna get them a good receiver, um, and they do a good job of developing their receivers. Like I don't remember the last time they drafted a bad or, or drafted a, a receiver or receivers, and they just weren't, you know, usable. Like, well, when was the last time they had them? Because I mean, you go back then they had Plaxico, Mike Wallace, Marcus Wheaton. Okay, well, Marcus Wheaton, I guess so, yeah. Only reason I said that is because in fantasy football, he used to ruin my life. I hated him. He sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I just never liked him. But I agree, though. Um, Pittsburgh always seems to do a good job with receivers. Uh, I was impressed, even though I didn't see him get much burn. Uh, The kid from Notre Dame, Claypool, he had a nice catch. Oh, yeah, he did. He really did. Yes, sir. He had a nice first catch. Um, Like I said, I don't remember if he got very much burned because that game was, like you mentioned, it was pretty boring. Um, I felt so bad for Saquon because I, I, I know the offense he's playing in. You know, Dallas has been the offense for years, struggled. And uh, watch, like I said, watching Jason Garrett just dial up the dumbest shit. Um. Every first down, we know Saquon's getting the ball. They're hitting Saquon five yards in the backfield when he touches it, and he's losing yards every run. Like, it's uh, absolutely crazy. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah, the other game was the Broncos and the uh, the Titans. Um, I can – I'm going to be honest, y'all. I can't I can't stay away from these games like I used to. Um, no, I, I listen, I have not watched the opening – second Monday night football game in about 10 years. It's been about 10 years since I stayed up and watched the entire thing. Now, I got up 
But I got up this morning, I went and saw like the extended highlights of everything that went went on and yeah, thoroughly through the box score and everything. But like it's literally been too, it's too late, man. Starting those it is way too late to start those games. Yeah, and I know they're on the West Coast, but still, that was just rough for your boy. Um, but I will say, I was excited to watch Jerry Judy, <laughs> and I think oh, yeah. he's a bit too excited his damn self because Jerry Judy on so many routes. It's like he got so excited that he loses own footing, and um, I mean he's still super entertaining. But like I said, he just made me laugh watching him run routes because he, he's so ready to break out the route. And you can see the DBs—they are terrified of Judy already. Oh yeah, Ju- Oh yeah, he, I, I saw him getting. I saw him getting loose a little bit. Yeah, they are sure. terrified. Him, but all right, last game: Cowboys and Rams. Um, I say this for last because obviously it's America's team. You know, we got to talk about them last. But another reason is because it was a it was a battle between a high a very high paid receiver and a very high paid cornerback. I'm not gonna say the highest paid cornerback because he is though. He's gonna get passed by very quickly. So I'm not oh, worried. Oh no, ain't nobody touching twenty one million. But no reason. <laughs> but it's the Mike McCarthy era of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak's playing for a contract. Um, the Rams have something to prove. A lot of drama going on. Twan, talk to me. How, how'd you, uh, when you watched the game, how'd you feel about it? Was there anything stuck out to you? What you got? Look, you know, I want, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I, um, the biggest takeaway I have from that game, and granted, now I will say this: I don't know why that. I don't know if that was Dak. I don't know if that was Kellen Moore. Who by design? I don't know why they kept trying to throw the ball at Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, they literally like, okay, you get your little out routes and stuff. That anytime Jalen Ramsey was playing off coverage, they had to like a little slant, a little out or something like that. Whatever, I get that type of stuff. But I'm sitting there like, you can't tell me anybody else. No average fan can tell me anybody else in that secondary. But y'all going to keep trying to throw at Jalen Ramsey, the highest paid DB in the NFL. Let's just keep throwing at him. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, why ain't y'all attacking these other people or attacking these other, you know, you know, these situations? And, um, like, and maybe that's just because Dak doesn't work the middle of the field as much. Um, so he doesn't really, like, go to the slot guys, like, you know, in, in those, you know, those situations. He likes to work outside the numbers. That may be the case. Um, but I just didn't quite understand that. But – the truth be told, and I do want to say shout out to Alden Smith. Alden Smith looked like he is a beast. Um, he was definitely the best player on Dallas defense uh, during the game. And for what the money that they got him for, man, that is going to be a steal. I'm happy for him. I'm glad he got his life together, and I wish him nothing but success. Uh, but um, the person who dominated that whole entire game and destroyed that whole entire game is Aaron Donald. Come on now. <laughs> My gosh! Well, he, he had. Listen, I want y'all to understand. This man had nine pressures by himself. Yeah, he had a sack plus nine pressures. So I just want y'all to understand. Like he disrupted the play ten times on ten dropbacks. Ten of Dak's dropbacks, Aaron Donald disrupted the play. That's not competitive. Now, usually, I mean, guys don't get that. That just doesn't happen. And they were double teaming him. He still disrupted. I mean, there's one play he knocked over like two or three linemen at the same time. I seen him choke slam Zeke. Zeke. Oh, oh my! Yeah. Listen, he he broke Zeke's neck. Listen, yeah. listen oh, I, this dude Aaron Donald is something different, y'all. He is something special, and he wrecked the game to me. Um, like he was just causing a lot of lot of issues for for um for for Dallas on offense. But again, like, this is the first game. 
Um, you know, the whole pass interference thing. You got to look at it like this. Um, I get what some people say. Oh, y'all, you can't call it in that situation. I understand it. But if the roles were reversed and I was a defensive player that did anything that's touching the offensive player, that flag is getting thrown. These guys are running full speed. All it takes is one little nudge. Trust me, I know I used to do it, but I didn't extend my arm fully. That one little nudge while you're going, it bursts. It gives you more speed and it slows down the other person. It's just like when you jump in the air and, like, you see guys dunk on each other and they get hit. It like, looks like they go higher. Yeah. Well, that little nudge, you light in the air. That little nudge you get, it just bumps you back up, bumps, bumps you up higher in the air. And they'll send the other person back down. And uh, same thing with that. He just extended his arm. And uh, I just – I mean, I don't think he was intentionally trying to just, like, oh, I'm going to shove. Like, oh, the ball is coming. Let me get some room, some space so I can do it. They threw the flag. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it should have came down to that. I think if they played again, if the, uh, I think they'll beat the Rams eight times out of ten. Just getting their feet wet, you know, on the road. Uh, the guy's been in Dallas for God knows how long, you know, you know, straight not being able to go anywhere. I know Dallas usually does their training camp in Texas, in, I mean, in California, where they had, the, you know, in years past. So I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I like what I saw, um, saw from Trayvon Diggs. Um, I just, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think Dallas played like really bad. Uh, they had that fourth down conversion that they missed. Um, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like they were a little lethargic. Zeke played well, but I'm, I'm telling you, if I think if they played ten times, that Dallas would win eight. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So that game was uh frustrating for a few reasons. Um. I, I know you mentioned the whole thing about why you target Jalen Ramsey. I actually I actually wasn't even that mad at it because like you said, a lot of times if Jalen's playing off, it's just an easy first down. So I'm not I'm not really tripping on that. Um and one thing I noticed that I saw Michael Irvin talk about, because I think some people were asking him on Twitter like why that kept happening and Michael Irvin kept saying that if you watched if you watched a good bit of that game, it seemed like they would they would play man with Jalen or they would play zone for the most part, but Everybody else was, for the most part, it seemed like they were all zoned up, too. So, I don't know if that was just by design or what that was, or Jalen's just doing his own thing. But either way, the pass interference call, I'm not really mad at that. Uh, because we didn't lose the game on that play. Like, we lost that game, and we didn't necessarily take points on certain drives. And, I mean, we yeah. lost a lot of different places. We can't blame that one play. Only thing I, I, I don't think they were that great on third down, either, man. They were punting and stuff. I think, like, I think the stat was like one for nine on third down. Like it was terrible. yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but um, I will say, like I said, I wasn't mad the pass interference called. I was more so annoyed, and the only reason I was annoyed was because they let them guys play all game and be physical, like both sides of the ball, whether it's the Rams receivers, don't matter. I just yeah. don't know if I not Jalen's a superstar. We understand that young and superstar calls, but I just don't know if you call that right. Then, like we, it could have been something way worse than that. But okay, whatever. Um, for me, the play of the game, Torn already mentioned it. But if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Type in Aaron Donald throws Zeke. Y'all think I'm kidding? And and this is when I, my dad is a Cowboy fan through and through. I try to tell him about other players. Sometimes he doesn't listen. 
I told him Aaron Donald's the best man in the NFL. There's a reason he keeps getting voted so high, defense player of the year. And my dad says, well, he's probably all right, but he ain't, he ain't no such and such from back in the day. Like, he'll just always sit to my back in the day. When my dad saw Aaron Donald choke slam Zeke, knowing how physical Zeke is, it was it was like he was a rag doll, Twan. Like, yeah. he literally – ragged him, man. Yeah, he tossed his man into his own quarterback, and Zeke fell like on his neck, <laughs> like like he was a child. I never, like yeah. he literally little boyed him. Yeah, and like, like, it just and Zeke is a big Zeke, probably two forty. Yeah, Zeke is a big ass person. Mm. Like he's not small at all. But to see how Aaron Donald tossed him, and if you saw Zeke's eyes and the way he looked when he got up, <laughs> he knew something crazy happened to him. <laughs> like he might have known, he might have been concussed. I don't even know. He got a big ass head, but yeah. <laughs> all I know is Zeke was looking like, "What the hell just happened to me?" <laughs> like, and and my thing is when Aaron Donald did that, like the humble superstar he is, he didn't do no, he didn't talk no junk. He went right back to the hole like nothing happened, and I'm just like, I'm terrified of that man, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, I just that was the most impressive thing I ever seen. But anyway, Mike McCarthy, get together, please. Uh, we gotta have it. Um, Good thing for y'all Philly lost, though. Yeah, great thing. But I would say, um, for the most part, that's going to be the podcast. Um, obviously, we appreciate y'all. We are thrilled to have football back. Um, I don't know, Twan, is there anything else out that you want to talk about? Are you good? No, nothing else, man. I cannot wait until uh, next week. Uh, I can't even wait till Thursday. I know it's, it's, it's the 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 – the Bengals versus the Browns, but I mean, it's football coming back again, and I just can't wait to see it, man. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I will be headed to Atlanta this weekend. Um, Falcons fans, I'm coming. You know, y'all been asking for this smoke for a while for Dallas ever since we whooped y'all last of the year. Well, we back, okay. Um, y'all are coming to Texas, but I'm coming to you. You know, I'll be up there all weekend waiting. Um, any bets, throw them at me because it's going to be easy money. We're not we're not going to 0-2, not to y'all. I, I promise you that. If we do go 0-2, I will not be doing a podcast next week. Um, <laughs> and again, first of all, I want to thank y'all for listening. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, uh, I don't know, Instagram, just everything. Um, once again, we appreciate y'all listening. Please continue to send questions in. I actually had a few questions, but we'll get to them next week because um, I'm hungry, you know. So, uh, Twan, you got anything else? Yes, sir. Man, I'll see y'all next time. All right. Thank you again. Peace.